Inside 3CT. We are uh, for a little behind the curtain. We're recording this uh, WrestleMania Saturday afternoon. Uh, fellowshipping together, Ryan, Jim, Matt, and Tim. I think intern Mark is uh, joining us later for the for the big big show tonight. I believe is the the plan. Yeah. So this little thing that we're recording should go quick. Yeah. Yeah. This won't be a. This won't be two hours of yeah. Are You Serious or anything like that. I feel, I feel like this little podcast is going to go by faster than uh, why Mark really isn't here, which is uh, he is chasing Hillbilly off the Hottenstein <laughs> estate with a water hose. That's, yeah, that, And it's just not working. I say, do we at least have the soundboard for this? I don't. I don't. Uh, it, it, are you serious? That's we have to make best. them ourselves. <laughs> the way the way the current uh, the way the current setup is, uh, we don't have the soundboard. I'd get on my hands and knees and just take it. That, there you go. I mean, Her. I'm a sausage guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> gives a shit? I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> Why am I coming? <laughs> I'll pop in your living room. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but you know, we we thought we're here. Um, if you listen, and you should be, to, to Tim's other projects, one of them, we, we just put some of the audio down, um, and that was for the viewer's choice, so... Give me my ding. We've... <laughs> <laughs> we already have the recording set up, so why not, uh, why not throw something down, and this... Yeah, we um, don't know when we're releasing this, do we? This I have be, no clue. That's the best part. You could be listening to this in July right now. It'll yeah. be the week before SummerSlam. We're like, let's fucking take it. We're like, we should probably put that audio up that we never released. <laughs> Shit, we did record something. I remember. Um, but there's probably some the LCW tapes. stuff <laughs> recorded somewhere. Probably. That we've um, never released. I think Ryan interviewing Monty for four hours and 36 oh minutes. God. Oh, man. Do you think that guy is still... No. no. I'm not going <laughs> to... I don't want to finish this, the, the sentence. Um, but I think we like. There's also Ryan. I think there's a, a watch along that you and I recorded during the pandemic that never got released because we recorded, we recorded it and then they switched to the cock. So all of our timestamps and everything on it are completely useless. I believe well, our, our European correct. listeners. That's true. Could probably That's true. We do along. have some European listeners, so I yeah, should probably put could, that out there. They could also like if they had a VPN, they could easily just switch over and get access. That's a to that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work just to follow along. Hey, with man, to watch so, a, a, an episode. I mean, how from hard is Superstars. it to how hard is it to was it a Superstars episode? I think so. You know, I could probably find it. And like, just, I feel like you could find it on the cock, and I could put the timestamp in the episode description. Yeah. No one's going to That's care. probably an old fun episode. There's some old fun episodes where intern Mark and I interviewed random people on the indie wrestling scene. I'll have to see if I can I'd find those. That yeah, that would, that would be fun. Like, like, like the, random, like streamer guy random or like wrestler random? Wrestler random. Oh, okay. There's one episode where Mark's like driving home from Hershey Park, so his <laughs> window's God. open and you just hear the, the wind What's, What audio is worse, that or the day he was trying to find something in his <laughs> attic? pole in his attic. And, and it, he's on the... And I think it was at WrestleMania. I think that was... We were at your house. I think your so. Your old yeah. house, Matt. And we were, we were recording. Awful. Um, but, but this is a, a topic we, we were all together a few weeks ago. And, and Tim, you kind of presented this idea. And it may not even end up being totally wrestling related. We're just going to kind of see where the wind blows us today. But what's... What's the general premise of the idea of this legacy? Well, I guess you, we can count this as kind of like the pilot episode of something that um, at some point we'll, we'll possibly put on uh, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash 3CountThursday. Um, but I had this idea of, you know, every so often, like, unfortunately we just lost uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, not too long ago, or six months ago, if you're listening to yeah, whatever this, when this two years ago. <laughs> um, time stamping this, but every time we lose somebody or somebody retires, or um, the thought comes of like, how will they be remembered? What's what when when they're gone? What is the what's the pillar? What's the cornerstone that they they left behind? And so the thought was, is to do a podcast where we take a topic. It doesn't have to be wrestling. It could be anything. And like when it's all said and done, this will be like the ultimate thing that showcases their career. So it could be a a, a role in a movie or a TV show. It could be a specific match or a moment it could be an album or, or a song or even a performance of a specific song. Um, 
But when the highlight reel plays of a person's life or a band's life or a wrestler's life, what is going to be the thing that's featured for you moving forward? Okay. um, Can you give our listeners an example? Like I'm hearing this and I'm thinking if Tim Taylor is being put up there. Oh, your legacy would be your love, love for, for Mandy Rose. Rose. <laughs> no, right. it would be and the that time. would be like that's what we remember. Tim was so fond of Mandy. No, it, if I'm wearing his, her shirt right now, it was written in his will that sure. he would like to be buried in his Mandy Rose T-shirt. <laughs> um, it would probably be the time I sat down in a metal folding chair in, in Studio L and died a death. But you're a cat, and you have eight more to go. You know, not uh, spend enough time with Edgar Excellence. You know. Not too terribly long ago, I, I I think maybe it was in a in a memory, Facebook memory that popped up, and I just the the thumbnail was of the the chair leg that was completely flattened, so I had to go back and watch uh, and watch the spot and that it, poor chair. It, it 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 that poor chair, <laughs> the poor chair. Yeah, that chair that chair died to death. The chair is put out the pasture. <laughs> What about me, Jim? I mean, you're still here. That chair is not. But the Tim that fell isn't here. This well, is a new oh, that's Tim true. That's, that's These true. legs aren't even buckling. I know. <laughs> it's a solid cedar. These are solid, yeah. solid wood. Salad. Okay, salad so wood. I'll throw one out here because we, as we're recording this, we're about a week removed from the retirement of uh, the official in-ring retirement of Triple H. We're going to we're going to are we going to let's keep this to wrestling then. If we're going to do this like as an episodic thing. It'll be anything. Let's yeah. just keep or do you want this one to be a potpourri episode? You were the one that said let's not do this wrestling. Well, I wasn't thinking related. we were going to make yeah, more episodes out of this. You were getting all pissy and bitchy about it. You're so. the, uh, we have five more rest, hours of wrestling we to watch. Do, we're later. recording this right before WrestleMania night 1. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. WrestleMania Saturday. Yeah, it, it is not night one. It is it is Roman numeral I. Because technically, night Wrestle, I. there was WrestleMania Raw, so that's night one. Uh, and yeah. I, I didn't watch two. that, and I didn't watch that. You know that. I know. Surprising. I'm shocked. I watched the NXT show a little bit ago and didn't. You stood off. and delivered, didn't you? Barely. But let yeah. Why don't why don't we why don't we start with with Triple H? What's what's Triple H's legacy? Whether it's a match or a moment or. For me, it's going to be the Vegas wedding. Oh, okay. Mm. I think that's that kind of because we talked about this on the show, and and again, it was two nights ago or seven months and two nights ago. But we talked about how Triple H didn't really break out as the single star until we got to the McMahon Helmsley era, and that was the starting off point of that whole storyline that takes us through Triple H's career as. As the top guy for a while, the Booker, then the the NXT guy. I, I mean, all of that started with that Vegas wedding. I like that. I um, I think it's easy to think Triple H DX. Um, but I guess I would go with Evolution, like the Evolution era Triple H. Maybe the thumbs up, thumbs down sort of thing comes to mind. Um, that if you were watching a clip. I think that would be included in that as, as a mm-hmm. large moment that, that set him apart from and is like the leader of evolution and really was a, a different trajectory in his career. Yeah, before that, it was just a mystery. It was all just a mystery. Mm-hmm. And it was just undercard DX stuff when he was in the Attitude Era. Nobody cared about him then. Right, yeah, no one took him seriously. <laughs> I, mean, um, I I think for me, it's, it's the rest, like the return... After Royal Rumble, leading into WrestleMania 18, like the the return from the that MSG you return, just took, you literally just took mine. That MSG return is like, I mean, you had the 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 U2, the Beautiful Day montage, still one of the best pieces of like of video. coming up next. You know, you see him like hopping the the shadow of Triple H hopping, and then uh, then like the pop because when he when he got hurt, he was a heel, mm-hmm. and like he came back and like. That was that was one of the biggest pops. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to to combat Austin or like rock level pops, but man, that that pop at MSG was insane, and then led to him uh, becoming the the universe or undisputed champion. Yeah, beating Jericho at, at Mania in a match that many forget because they blew their wad all over the the Rock and Hogan. They sure did. 
I, I feel like that moment with Triple H, the return at MSG, it has to be paired with the beautiful day yeah. video montage mm-hmm. um, for the recovery and the can we rebuild him, like that sort of stuff. Um, but in the interest of not repeating oneself, I will. Uh, Those tr- are the rules. You know. Um, I will try my best to come up with uh, something better on the fly. And I think this is probably, for me, uh, what I'm going to choose to remember Triple H more for. Um, I forget which one it is, but it's the takeover that started with him in the ring. It was Brooklyn. I say it's the first Brooklyn. I takeover believe. Brooklyn, where he starts NXT, the... Everything is dark. Triple H is in the ring, and he's cutting the promo, and he cuts the. This is the spark that ignites, that lights the flame, that ignites the fire of NXT, and then like the actual "We Are NXT" moniker that literally drives them through until we get to 2.0. Um, I'm always gonna look fondly as like Triple H. The person who, for a good six years, tried his best to get an influx of fresh, talented wrestlers into the WWE as best as he could. I would say tried and succeeded at that point, Mm -hmm. because he... He had a fantastic run at that. Right, but I mean, if you look at it now, I mean, there's, there's fewer and fewer... NXT esque people. Well, well, no, there's a there's a pro- probably about a dozen right now that are still like active and going. I mean, we would consider Roman an NXT guy, right? See, I don't. I I you don't? I count okay. him more as FCW. I, Seth, Seth and Dean and and Roman were more of that FCW kind of like Big E in, okay. in, in a way too, because that was before Triple H really got his hands on it. But you'd absolutely count the Horsewomen, Finn Balor. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens yeah. Sami Zayn, um, Baron Corbin, um, and then look at the group that's there now: Ricochet, uh, Damian Priest, Riddle, um, Rhea Ripley, Oscar, um, Oscar, yeah, Oscar is a big, yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Ash, uh, nah. Liv, uh, <laughs> Shayna, like Shayna, like so. The more I talk about it, like yeah, there's. There are a lot. I mean, that was that was the debate in my mind was is it is it that MSG return or is it just Triple H head of NXT and and the yeah like the the developing and he's still doing it like even though NXT 2.0 is different well, than Black and Gold he's like recruiting now yeah he's doing like the there's recruiting. a re- recru- recruiting event um, in Dallas for for WrestleMania and there there's more of them coming up like I'm sure. Um, like Money in the Bank weekend in Vegas and or in SummerSlam or SummerSlams in Vegas, Money in the Bank wherever that is. Like, um, I'm sure they're gonna do those because like that's that's what they're they're looking for. And we were we were talking, we were watching Stand and Deliver, is like they're they're transitioning from getting wrestlers into NXT mm-hmm. to going back to I think what they did in uh, years ago. And proved to be very successful is you take athletes and you turn them into superstars, and that's what WWE wants. And and you know and 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 Triple H is out actively doing that now. So so that was, if I didn't say the MSG, it would have been Triple H like the talent recruiter developer NXT leader. I mean, look at yeah. look at the, the 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 three transcendent stars, or two and a and a third. But I mean, there's going to be. One of them is polarizing is a polarizing figure for us here at the podcast, but The Rock wasn't a wrestler. I mean, he had it in his blood, mm-hmm. but failed athlete due to injury, obviously. Sure, but comes into WWE because it's like his last stand. What does he do? He's like the hottest thing in the world, and now what is he? He's the hottest thing in the galaxy. John Cena loved wrestling, but was a, a collegiate athlete. He did wrestling, but he was definitely more like a body guy, a bodybuilder. Wrestling was a thing and was like immediately put into the system in OVW and Deep South. And the prototype, right? The prototype. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even then when he was working in L.A., 
that was a, like a WWE adjacent. And then, you know, the polarizing one is going to be Batista. You know, regardless of what you what you say or, or, or how you feel about Batista. I mean, he's Ryan's favorite wrestler of all time. Correct. But, like, Batista is known outside of the WWE walls. Like, he is a recognizable he's, fit. He's in the same tier as the other two that you mentioned outside of wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he is a part of one of the biggest box office movies of all time. He's been involved in a lot of franchises too. He's in a Bond movie. Yeah, so he was. Like he, he was actually a really good Bond. He's villain. in a Blade Runner film. Like so, he's he's he was, certainly wasn't he in Dune. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So he's he's earning his chops. I mean, as an action star. And so, like, the only difference though between the three is two of them could cut a hell of a promo. Batista could cut a promo. He just, not a hell of a promo. I, mean, <laughs> I have heard Ryan on occasions call "Give me what I want." The greatest promo in WWE history. You know, but... Like, I've literally heard him say that. I'm so. going to quit the fucking show. <laughs> but with all that said... Yeah, that like, wasn't you that said that? Yeah. But even with all that saying, like, you're pulling the athletes in who have the drive and the determination to, to, to work towards being the very best. Mm-hmm. And for right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, that, that sort of gear, that sort of mentality isn't there or, or is harder to get to out of an independent wrestler. Because in a certain degree, like the indie wrestler is already doing, they were already doing what they set out to do before they got to WWE. They just wanted to be wrestlers. And now they're just doing it for WWE as opposed to guys like the rock, like John Cena, like Batista, who they want to be the biggest star. They want to, Ascend and be bigger than the WWE logo. Um, and to Triple H's benefit with recruiting, he already has someone that he can point to as the next stepping stone for that in Sasha Banks as saying, this person is also taking that leap. Do you want to take this leap? Give me your career and I will guide you along with this. Right. And then you look at what Triple H is doing now. He's got Gable Steveson. He's got, um, who's the other one that I have? Or no, literally we just watched him, Braun Breaker. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he he's a wrestler, but collegiate athlete. He played, I think he was four years. Um, I'm trying to remember what school he went to, but I believe he was a fullback. I mean, he, was, the, he was a guy wrestling, from, though, for a bit. From Notre Dame, too, that he, he signed. Oh, uh, Park Park Drew. Yeah. Yeah. And so, That's a like, great one, yeah. yeah. yeah so he's he he is, yeah. He's collecting that roster at this point. And it's it's guys who have the drive to be the best. And what Triple H mentioned in that that Stephen A. Smith interview was not that we don't want wrestlers who look like the guy who lives next door, and not not to point fingers or, or say who's who. But if you look at a lot of like the independent wrestlers, like even if we look at what NXT has right now, Cameron Grimes looks like somebody who could live next door to me. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Hayes looks like a guy who's shopping for groceries with me. But Ken- I, Kennesaw State, I'm not seeing where Braun Breaker. Went I'm to typically not seeing a Braun Breaker next door. I'm not seeing a Gabe Gable Stevenson next door. They're they are larger-than-life personalities that they can cater. And not to say anyone can be a wrestler, but few can be, like, mainstay WWE superstar and live up to the full depth and breadth of what's that, what that's called. And Triple H has been spearheading that. I mean, he's he's obviously shifting his gears back. Originally, he was he was a part of the era that was looking at those stars, and then as he gets into his role, he then creates the Super Indie NXT, and now we're running back the hands of time, and we're going back to what is old is new again, and we're going back to to that. I think you made a really good point about this crop of of NXT stars because I don't I don't see a ton of body guys. In NXT 2.0, um, but but when you said they don't live next door, somebody like a uh, 
you know, a Tony Meatball lives next door. You right. Know, I, I think somebody that looks, somebody we that looks like... We went to college with him. Somebody, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a couple cool. Um, I think somebody that looks like Braun Breaker could live next door. Body-wise, he looks like everybody's neighbor. Personality-wise, off the charts. So you're absolutely right that these guys have over-the-top personalities, and they're shifting away from these over-the-top muscle bodybuilder types. I think that's right more now. what it is. Like if, if you're looking at current athletes that you can take to the next level, it has to be guys that you feel can do something on the mic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, so that's what it's. I feel like he has to look more into it. It's not just do you have the look, are you the athlete, but can you hold your weight on a microphone? Because we've seen the former athletes come in and not be able to do it, and they need a mouthpiece. How many mouthpieces are we going to have moving forward at this point? Like, can we continue to rely on Paul Heyman moving forward? Probably not for much longer. Even though he, Paul Heyman did just recently say that he has signed a, a long-term extension with WWE. Paul Heyman's no, no fool. And Paul right. Heyman's not going to. dummy. And Paul Heyman, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, Paul Heyman is still relatively young. I think he's he's roughly the same age as Bruce Pritchard. And Brucey's I don't think Bruce is Bruce is barely 60. Okay, well how old, I, how I underestimated Paul Heyman's age. Give, give your guess, Matt. I was I was thinking like 64, 65. You're you're over. I would say I'm say 58. I was also saying 58. You're over. He's 56. Paul Heyman is 56. Paul Heyman is 56. He'll be 57 in September. And he's been in wrestling since the mid 80s. Right. Yeah. Like Michael P.S. Hayes. Um, I was I was listening to something when Michael Hayes was managing the Hardy Boys. He was 36 years old. Holy shit. He was 36. So Michael Hayes, when I'm playing WrestleMania 2000, when wow. he's running down the ring and I'm saying, get old man Hayes out of here. He's, he's younger than he's I already am. Younger than we are he's, younger, wow. he's younger than AJ Styles when he debuted in the WWE. That's oh, insane. Geez. But it's the perspective of how long they've let's, been let's doing play the, it. The, AJ Styles didn't all, He also wasn't settled with Doc Hendricks. So. Well, that's true. Uh, let's play okay. the Bruce Pritchard game. Ryan, how old do you think Bruce Pritchard is? Pritchard is 55. You are under. I'm going to say 58 again. Under. I was, I'll was. i say 62. You're a little over. 59. He just turned 59 in the beginning and of March. that's crazy, too, because, like, Brucey's got at least another 10 years. And Paul's got at least another 10 years. Yeah. Like, so he was, like, mid-20s when he was playing Brother Love. Yes. Wow. Like, for real. Like when you when you look at Brother <laughs> I mean, Love, as, you as, think this guy's. And how did we fit. miss? How did we miss that opportunity? Right. right. Well. Oh, there's that word again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that that's wild, man. But yeah, it's it's there's there's a definite change. But but I think for the I think for the WWE and 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 what they're doing, um, I think long term can can be successful with 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 and and what you know to to go back to the original. That I brought up with what with Triple H, um, you know, and, and and company have been turning there uh, with the Performance Center and with with NXT. I like this topic. This is a good how long have we went for the, just on one. It's twenty three. Twenty three. That's minutes. a podcast in and of itself, right yeah. there. That's yeah, a, that's a quick drop. It's a nice quick hitter. I, I'm gonna go one more. Just, just you want to do another episode? Just, for, just we're gonna do it on this one. On this one. This we're giving too much. We're giving too much out for free. Okay. So, yeah, just we'll keep this okay. episode okay, going. That's fine. I How did, did you offend Matt? I like, didn't Matt was here. Like, he's gone now. He'll, he's, he'll be back. Uh, he'll, he'll be, be back. back. He, they always come back. It's just three hundred. back. Um, they always come back from a coochie in the dark. But, but this, this topic, I mean, you can touch anything. And just yeah. the way we end up going, I mean, wow. I mean, like, we're coming we're coming off the Hall of Fame last night, and we saw Father, uh, Father Mark. Uh, give his 40, 45 minute testimony. Amen. Uh, Amen. In the uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame class twenty twenty two, the Undertaker in in what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I said I tweeted it last night and I'll I'll say it again here. Um, that Hall of Fame speech is not going to be topped. Um, a time wise, but B just the legend of it. You know when when I when they when they announced the Undertaker, uh, I still wish he would have been a one man class. I get that. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't want it, but very easily could have. Um, but let's let's do this game with the Undertaker. Like, and and it's it's a it's a complicated legacy, I think. It's a or a 
or a hard thing to pin to just one. Um, that is tough. The legacy moment. Yeah, moment, match. Of the Undertaker. Like, I mean, any anything, but... I, I, I think if I have a friend that is not a professional wrestling fan, and I say the WWE had this wrestler, his name was The Undertaker, he was some sort of mortician sort of gimmick, the match that I would have to show them came so late in his career, it probably doesn't do the... It, it, I'd, I'd show him the Boneyard match. Wow. So the, the last, as the we know it. absolute last match today as we sit here, as we know it. 5.06 p.m. on April the 2nd. Let, let's I, I put that really out there change. as time stamp. That may yes. change, but his last match. I, I really do. I feel like that had so many like tips of the hat to earlier parts in his career. Um, it touched on the brawling that The Undertaker can do. It touched on the biker gimmick with the motorcycle and everything. It had pyro. It had the laser lights. It, yeah, as we sit here today, it, had a hearse. it, it had was a casket. it was the perfect way to send off the Undertaker. And I hope sitting here today that we don't get to see another Undertaker match because I feel like it will not do what that match did justice. But I feel if I have to show a non-wrestling fan something and try to pull them in and be like, I want to see more of The Undertaker based off of this. I show him the bone. I mean, let, let's be honest. And Tim, you will obviously get to yours. We'll get to mine. Matt, if he ever comes back, you Ryan. You'll He'll be back. You He'll speak be back. out into the ether. Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but like, I feel like in, in, in 2022. The steak wasn't overcooked the way I said it was. I'm sorry. In, in, in 2022, if you show... 1991 Undertaker to people to try and get them if they're not a wrestling fan to get I don't know if it works like I don't I don't know if the original Undertaker works in 2022 if you if you really think about it I don't think the purple glove Undertaker works in 2022 yeah I think maybe maybe like when you start getting into like Attitude Era Undertaker like the the cult kind of like cult demon devil stuff um that that may be the first version of the undertaker that would actually kind of work in 2022 um but but okay so ryan you you're your boneyard match okay um matt are you uh, are you okay i know ryan basically spit in your face in your own house he did I yeah but that, I didn't i'm all right spit. just take a walk okay that's good well we're, we're glad to have you back um we are talking about the legacy of the Undertaker, um, coming off the the heels of the, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, so Tim, we, since, since just to reference, Brian used the Boneyard match, so that's off the board. All, the, okay. These are the rules. Those them's the rules. Okay. Um, make them. I just have to follow them. That's true. Uh, Tim, um, since you were here, you know Matt getting to collect his thoughts a little bit. Uh, is is there something... He should have had plenty of time while collecting his thoughts to come up with something to say, but yeah, go to You know, first. do you really want him to take another walk? Like, you're really going to just pick his... You're really no, I'm gonna... trying to get Jim to walk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the host here. That's, that's not going to happen. All. I know. As much as we try to, to usurp three-count Thursday... Look, a couple, a couple days ago, again, as we record this, my power went out. You guys had your moment, and I... Came back and you made it about. Three well, if minutes. somebody would share the show notes with everybody, thank you. Um, my gosh, now, why would yeah. I do that? Jeez. <laughs> we still like Ryan had to sing on this day. It was yeah, it was a moment. We didn't even have a soundboard. <laughs> I know. I should probably share that link to the producer yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, just, just in case. No, I don't need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit earlier than the boneyard match. I'm probably going to take it. Take something that's off the board for you two. But um, there is a string of four WrestleManias that culminates with WrestleMania 28 and the end of an era. And watching the Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and Triple H, with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee, and just the moment of the three of them on the top, on, on the staging, looking out, one last time as a unit. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't Triple H's last match. It wasn't The Undertaker's last match. 
And sadly, it wasn't even Shawn Michaels' last match. Little um, did we know. Little uh, did we know. That unfortunately. That, uh, what was that thing you said in the car? The Saudi bag is... <laughs> that Saudi bag is hard to pass the up. The Saudi bag is heavy. Um, I'm going with end of an era okay. for The Undertaker. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, those series of matches. And, and, I mean, he touched on it on his speech. Like, that that moment of Triple H, The Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels standing at the top of the ramp at 28, which that was Miami, if memory serves. 28 was... That was a year before... 27 was Georgia, 28 was Miami. Miami. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, so those three guys standing on that stage, I mean, that's... That you know, you talk about WrestleMania moments. I mean, that's that's right up there. Yeah. Matt, do you do you have one? Uh, I'm going to stick with the theme from the last uh, one we talked about with Triple H, and, and involves Stephanie McMahon. And I'm going to talk about the wedding um, between Undertaker and Stephanie, oh. which was kind of the the jumping off point of of the corporate ministry and and the whole Vince. I mean, Vince was the heel still at that point, but he was kind of teetering at that point as as facing heel. And I, and I think that's when Vince kind of catapulted into just full heel Vince McMahon moving forward. Um, not that like we're talking about Vince, but Undertaker I think was pivotal in Vince's career as the heel, and I think that that moment specifically always stands out to me as the one where the undertaker too was like the ultimate heel wrestler because obviously as a dead man you're not going to be a face but at that point i think everyone just hated the undertaker and and they they got that that feel for him and and moving forward moving down the line then when he came back and was the biker like i don't acknowledge kid rock Undertaker at all, but I, I I just don't acknowledge Good Rock, right? But I, I think acknowledge that, Limp Biscuit Undertaker, right, roll sure, roll yeah, roll. One, that that one's fine. But I, I think that that Undertaker for me was always my favorite, just because he got under the skin of everyone, and and it was just a fantastic character at that point. He wasn't just a dead man, but he was taking it beyond that, and like an evil dead man too. Yep. So that was that was April of '99. So at that point, I'm I'm 14 years old. Like I remember that period of the Undertaker. There were there was points where like it was freaky for me to watch the stuff that he was doing. You and know? I mean, if you look at the cast of the people that were in the ministry with him at that point, like the acolytes were were great. But like then you have Big Vis, mm-hmm. you have Midian kind of the brood but not yeah. really at that point so like he he had some great people too that he, like, that he was he, working i remember with. when he like carved the the like the undertaker symbol into midian's chest like that was horrifying 14 year old slowly brushing his teeth so we don't have to go to bed so quick <laughs> right, like my god like it was it was like it was scary stuff, and like you know, you're crucifying a you know, Stephanie McMahon practically, and that and that storyline kind of got us a lot of other fun storylines. Like we got the union out of that. We got like Stone Cold was was the badass, but still like Stone Cold is being on the side of Vince McMahon. You didn't see think you would see that, and you did. It was it was just a fun time in wrestling too. I think for me, I mean, the the Boneyard match fantastic answer mm-hmm. um you know but but following the rules and standards that, that we have set forth here um I'm, I'm gonna go to wrestlemania 20 and the return of the dead man mm-hmm. character you know you, you, we had those years of the the american badass and biker taker and um i, I guess it had its place and role at the, at the time and and but for me, like that, just that was never the Undertaker. Like it, it really wasn't. Like it, it just, it never ever um, totally did it for me. And and to when you started getting these these promos and and stuff, and he's messing with Kane. And first off, too, like the fact that it was against Kane. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that rivalry kind of goes hand in hand with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but but. Paul Bear comes back, and the Druids are back, and the purple lights, and the and the the funeral music, and it just like that. I wasn't even huge into wrestling at that point. Like we we got that pay per view at college, Ryan. Like 
I think because of the Undertaker coming back, like that was like the big catalyst for why we purchased that pay per view. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, the, and, and then it turned into another what fifteen years of of the Undertaker. So, um, just e- easily for me is is the WrestleMania twenty return. Nice, wild when you think about how much time has passed since that moment. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's crazy. Um there's really only one one other match that none of us said that that pops in my head that is is a critical moment. Yeah, um, I know exactly where you're going with this. It it's and it takes place in Pittsburgh. It's a Hell in a Cell match yeah. with Mick Foley. Yep. I thought you were talking about WrestleMania 7 versus Jimmy Snuka. But that's up there. That's Yo, that tombstone one. though? Well, yeah, that was like a, murder. J- Jimmy Snuka should have died then, not Years, but years but for me that that match the Hell in the Cell is always a more of a mankind, a mankind moment thing. than than a, an Undertaker moment. That's fair. That's fair. That's a, that's a you're absolutely right. Because right. like Undertaker just tried to kill a guy in Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, right. You know it, the the dead guy that got off the gurney and came back into right, the that's, ring. Right. That's more is of a Mick Foley moment. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But yeah. it, 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 I mean, if this conversation was Mick Foley, it would be that match without yeah. without question. So yeah. that's the, fair. That's a really good point. My the the other the other debate to me was was the end of the streak. And, but then is that about Lesnar or is that about the Undertaker? I think that's more about Taker than it is about Lesnar. You know what I mean? Like, and because. More so because he, that's who he chose. Like, that's who he wanted to break the streak. Yeah. So, so like that, at least there's there, I think there may be debate about that, but like, to me, I'm like, I, I, to this day, and and I saw people even tweeting it, you know, while the Hall of Fame ceremony was going on. That the streak should have never been broken, and I'm like, look, you can, to me, you can argue who should have broken the streak, but to me, the streak should have been broken. But that's why I don't get why there would be debate on that because, like, we know how Vince feels about the Undertaker. I don't think there's any time where Vince could go to the Undertaker and say, "Hey, this is what I want you to do," and if Undertaker says no, I don't think Vince pushes back on that at all. Like or, or if he does, I mean, I think if if Vince has a has a reason why now's the time, you know, Lesnar's the guy, like the the, the understanding and the love between the two of them, and it was evident in the Last Ride documentary. Mm-hmm. It was evident um, at the Hall of Fame this year. Like there, there's an understanding between those two that that I that if Lesnar wasn't the right guy, neither of them would have been comfortable right. with it. Right. Like so, whether or not it was Vince's call, because that's the debate. Is it, it right. says, well, Vince, it was Vince's decision. Well, ultimately, everything's Vince's decision. Sure. Even yeah. if Undertaker goes, hey, Brock's going to break my streak this year. Vince doesn't think so. Vince says no, and you know, eventually, you're going to lose that battle. Right. So, but but because of the the relationship between the two of them, and yeah, like I mean, watching WrestleMania 30 when it happened, like I remember when the referee hit three. It was like, wait, what? I mean, the the storyline is that there were like five people that knew what the finish was. Who are those five people? Because apparently Heyman wasn't one. Yeah, right? Heyman wasn't one. So apparently, I mean, like my Vince, guess would be Vince and Taker are, are one and Vince, two. Vince Taker, Brock, and Brock, yeah. the ref. The ref would probably you have know. To so know. that's four, and maybe the guy with the queuing up the music. Maybe or no, the music didn't start right away. Or somebody may- had to make a graphic. Michael Cole, but. But the call See, on that was know. like shocked. Yeah, I don't know Michael though Cole. because I, and, I don't like I don't, he's great, but I don't know that Michael Cole is that great that he sells it that well. What I'm saying is Michael Cole is scripted. Okay. For the love of mankind, re- literally when Shane McMahon, you know, had the soundboard so I could say his name as much as I want. <laughs> Shane McMahon. <laughs> when Shane McMahon jumps off the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania and misses Undertaker on the table, remember. Michael Cole is looking at an iPad, reading off the lines, for the love of mankind, he is broken in half. Oh, that's a good point. Michael Cole will probably had exactly what Vince wanted to happen written down to tell the story of what's to happen. That's a good point. I mean, Michael Cole is a war correspondent. I don't think he really gives a shit that The Undertaker lost at WrestleMania. That's true, because like, because like Jim Ross always. Are, are you here saying you don't think Michael Cole's a wrestling fan? Is that is that kind of how you're? Michael Cole's doing a job. I think Michael Cole is a wrestling fan, but I think Michael Cole 
Michael Cole, the commentator, is not is an a organic worker. commentator. Okay. Michael Cole is a train conductor. Um, if you're going to compare it to um, compare it to, we're all sports fans. We all understand football to a certain degree. Uh, comparing him to other great play-by-play guys, Jim Ross is a quarterback who can physically lead your team to victory. He Her. he he's a Brett Favre. He's 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 a quarterback that can can put a team on the back sure. and go. Michael Cole is a Sex clock Ross. manager. He's a team manager. He's your Alex Smith. He's your Troy Aikman to a certain degree. He's your Dak Prescott. Got it. He's Dak. Where he's not gonna he's not gonna lead him, but as long so as he's he, better than a Jalen Hurts is what you're telling. One hundred percent better. Oh, than yeah, one hundred percent. No hurts. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's serviceable. Right, <laughs> he can throw. Better, like, I get better it. than I get Carson you. Wentz too. I oh, he, I think yeah. I think Jim, I think that that has a lot to do with Taker. It really does. I mean, there's two people that have beaten the Undertaker at WrestleMania, yeah. and those two guys faced off again, time stamping ourselves tonight. In the biggest tomorrow match night. in, I'm sorry, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night yeah. In the biggest match of WrestleMania history, in the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Most stupendous tonight WrestleMania of all I'm time. Just, Absolutely. You know, yeah. No, that, that that's a great point. And, there's and, two guys who have ever done it, and they're telling us this is now the biggest match ever. And that's yeah, and that, it's the that year adds that, to it for it's sure. The year Undertaker, you know, and, and it's not being talked about because, in the grand scheme of Roman versus Brock this year, it doesn't really matter. But like. It's the year that the Undertaker goes into the Hall of Fame, and that should have been a talking point. Like now it, that you're it, saying easily, that, like that really, should have been. Like, I don't, I don't know how you miss that, but like, but also too, like in the year of the Taker, you have to talk the about two guys yeah. that beat two him guys. are main eventing the biggest show yeah, that, in the biggest that match. Sh- ever. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. But also, sure. you have to think too. The Brock Lesnar that beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. Is not the same Brock Lesnar we Dude. have right now. No, this Dude. one wears a cowboy. I mean, the, I've been the, watching the back. Roman Reigns that beat, and, and that's the exact yeah, point. I mean, the Roman Reigns at thirty-three, his nipples were covered. Yeah, not even the same guy. He had different chompers. He had different chompers. Now he's Mister Ed. He, he was not at the head of the chompers table. Were at in that every point. direction. He was. His, his hair was he all didn't have like a seat he, at the table. Yeah, he was like four his seats hair, down. He, didn't have the pony <laughs> he was tail. putting the IKEA table together at Res- at WrestleMania thirty. That was that was his first really flirting though with. With heel, like uh-huh. a heel promo. This is my yard now. Like that oh, was, yeah, yeah. Roman's real That's first, like dipping the toe to see in. That. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely, I, dude. It, it's wild. Like I've, I've every year around the big four pay per views, I always go back and watch watch some of the old ones and watching because we were we were I can't remember if it was us or when I was on with the Take Three guys, but I, we were talking about the WrestleMania 36 and and how the matches themselves hold up. Like the events, weird. It's weird to watch. You know, Rhea and Charlotte grunting in the middle of an empty warehouse, but like the matches hold up. But seeing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36 to what Brock Lesnar is today mm-hmm. is such a mindfuck because it's two years ago. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even that long ago, uh-huh. and it is completely. I mean, the only thing the same is the gear, really. Like, it, but. It, it's he's unrecognizable. The character is unrecognizable mm-hmm. yeah. to what we have now. But but yeah, I, I think the the streak was the other thing that that I was. Yeah, that's it. That's a very good. The call. streak ending because yeah. I think for years we thought it's never it's never going to end. He's just going to retire. And again, yeah, and I don't think anyone would have been surprised if he just went you know, right and then that five like, and zero and said fuck it. I'm done. I mean, he's lost twice at WrestleMania, and I'm still surprised he's lost at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean. And, Today, yeah, and and I mean, sitting there watching him lay, I can still see the image, like him laying in the ring in New Orleans. You see twenty-one and one on the screen, and he finally gets himself up because dude got his brain scrambled in that match. But like watching the Undertaker, you know, limp his old ass up that the long un- ramp, the uncomfortable applause the whole time. You know, too. that yeah. took twenty-two minutes. It, that one did. I think that one actually did take twenty-two minutes. And then like. You didn't know. Is that the end? Like, is this is this just how it is? This just it? Especially when you also get the accounts that they told in the last ride, mm-hmm. and you get the accounts that have been told by Paul Heyman uh, afterwards. Um, as soon as the Undertaker walks through that curtain, he collapses. Yeah, yeah. But he was walking the thin blue line. He was. <laughs> he sure was. But he collapses. Vince McMahon. 
leaves. Leaves WrestleMania. Leaves WrestleMania 30. Right. 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 He's... To go be with The Undertaker. Meanwhile, yeah, you know, that is the if crowning Shane achievement. Shane leaves in an ambulance, Vince is like, Absolutely. call me when he's ready. <laughs> Owen Hart home. died in the <laughs> ring, and right. Vince was like, y'all are wrestling him here. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you're wrestling. The show goes on. Taker collapses at WrestleMania 30. He's like, I am out. See ya. Finish the show. He's Turn he, the lights he, off when he, you leave. He's sitting there, and he's like, hey, here's my headset. Who needs my headset? Somebody yeah, like, he's just like, gone. He's gone. Like, my it, boy. Could you imagine? Like, I, I can only... Like and there's pros back there. I mean, everybody back there is a pro. But imagine sure. being backstage at WrestleMania, gorilla position, and all of a sudden Vince McMahon is just gone. Jim, we are at Matt's house to watch WrestleMania. If you collapsed and got taken out on an ambulance, <laughs> I'm watching WrestleMania tonight. And I fully and I'll expect check you on to. you tomorrow. I fully expect <laughs> okay. you to. Okay, that's fine. You're, That's I, 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 I would just expect but somebody then, would like, text my wife and tell me what hospital I'm going to. But the the equation of that would be she saw Gunther today. She's you, fine. Don't worry about you it. You pass out, but then Matt takes you. WrestleMania is I leave house. my own house. Yeah, right. He leaves like, his yeah, own, own house, house. Yep. to take. And Tim and Ryan are like, "All right, we'll lock the door when we leave." Yeah. Yeah. dogs. Flip the it's light like, off. It's like uh, Lauren knows what to do, right? Like she she knows how to. She knows yeah, how this one house of us works. will figure this out. We've all lived in We're houses. Just gonna go out the, We're just going to go out the garage. Go out the side. <laughs> Leave the garage open. Yeah, got it. Perfect. <laughs> um, like any any other thoughts to the, to the legacy of Taker? I mean, it, it's kind of fresh in our mind. What um, a leg- just what a legacy coming I mean, up. It really up. is. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, and and like like I said, that that Hall of Fame speech. Like if, if no matter when you're you're listening to this or whenever this gets released, if you, if you haven't watched that induction. Watch that induction. And watch the, the, the Mr. T one, right? Mr. Correct, T's. correct. It's still going I on, actually. I love my mother on Mother's Day. I think it's actually that one's actually and still on going. They just, Day. You definitely they, want to watch the Steiner Bros speech <laughs> as well. And on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. But, like, even Vince's, like, speech beforehand. Like, it's wild, and, and somebody tweeted it. Like, when Vince is coming out to the stage, usually Hall of Fame is a night where Vince gets pissed if anybody mentions him. And he's literally doing the induction speech. Like the that, only other people I think he's ever inducted, he inducted Stone Cold, and, and he did two I think beyond that. Andre, but like right? long I think before he did Andre, and he probably did his dad. I did not. I don't think he did like a lifelong employee. But when we were hmm. going like a back, backstage like, employee, and, and if you're the guy that has been listening to our episodes in order, you probably know the episode where we talked about who inducts Taker into the Hall of Fame. Like, how many of us said Vince? I know I said Kane. I think I said Vince. Because we were talking about it. Like, who could it possibly be? Right. And, 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 there, I, and were, I think there were like three. I probably said something we... stupid like hologram. <laughs> hologram Paul Bear. Hologram Paul Bear or something. Like, Paul Bear's kids, like, dressed up as Paul Bear. <laughs> um, but I think I said Vince because we were we had already, when we started talking about it, like, we had seen the Last Ride documentary, and I'm like, after watching, like, Vince crying on camera was, like... Multiple times. Multiple too, yeah. Like, you never saw that guy cry. Again, never. Like, it's yeah. uncomfortable to watch. It Like, it's, it's, it's like seeing, like, it's, in, in a way, it's kind of like seeing your dad cry for the yeah. first time. And it's like... And, and you know that love what? goes both ways, too, because, I mean, we've all watched the, the A&E show where they, they looked for memorabilia mm-hmm. and they found all this stuff from Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is for Vince... You could just have it. Yeah, literally. They're like, like, what do you want for this? Give me a price. He's and like, he's if Vince like, wants free. to take it. Yeah. If Vince McMahon wants my gloves, if Vince McMahon wants anything Well, they in my found house, the, the Phantom of the Opera like, Mask. Here's like, Michelle McCool. Take yeah, whatever Michelle, you want. Right? Michelle, you're getting the just car. Go. You're gone. Yeah, sorry, Vince needs you. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, it, that, that, that's a great point. Like, the, 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 the love of... And I mean, at the Hall of Fame, like, Vince... They hugged each other, and, and Taker's mic was live. His, his preacher mic was live, and you heard him say, I love you. I don't know if the mic was meant to be live at that point, but, like, I thought it was a cool moment. I'm sure Vince probably fired somebody because the, the mic was live at that mm-hmm. point, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was uh, it was very cool. And yeah. that reminds me of what I – because I was listening to we – were, we were watching it together, and the first thing you ever hear The Undertaker say – uh, during his Hall of Fame speech is I love you. And the last thing he says was, fuck, I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the top of the ramp. And he, he's he got the he's got the leather duster on in the hat. And he does the over fist his thing. F- 
tuxedo. Over his yeah. tuxedo. Oof. And he's Poor like, he's choices. dapping up people. And he just turns to his left and he goes, fuck, I'm sweaty. <laughs> and when his mic was like, <laughs> like that, that's, you know what? That's actually his legacy. That's it. Fuck, fuck, I'm, sweaty. fuck I'm sweaty. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's that's also start. Shane McMahon's. That's 100%. also Brock Lesnar. That's honestly, that's the four of us sitting at this table. Yeah, honestly. no kidding. I know. And I haven't even gotten the meat sweats yet. We right. haven't even ordered pizza. We got pizza to go. I need to know where I'm Venmoing this money. Fuck, I'm sweaty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that this was fun. I think we're going to do more of these in, in the future. Yeah, I like sure. these. That's a great idea, too. Let us know if you actually dig this. Like, this will obviously go out to the general public, but if you want more of this, let us know. It'll be on the Patreon, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, $2 a month. 2 bucks a month. Yeah, like, yeah, this one will, will go into this the regular podcast. This is going to be easy to do. Yeah, just, these are easy for people us give People give a taste good. for it. But, um, yeah, make sure just 3CountThursday.com, always the place to follow us. Uh, make sure you follow us on, on social media at 3CountThursday. Subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube as well. Um, but, gentlemen, I hope we enjoy WrestleMania tonight. For the people listening, I hope you enjoy whatever day you are listening to this. Um, Happy Boxing Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Arbor Day. Tim, give, give them a holiday to enjoy while they listen to this. Happy Columbus Day. Perfect. Ryan. Columbus Day of yep. all the days. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 Happy, Happy birthday. Flag day. Happy birthday works. We'll say happy birthday. <laughs> there we go. Enjoy. Enjoy.